Hello, and welcome back for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside with me, Jim. I'm really happy you decided to join me again today. If you like hearing stories about a range of subjects, then you've come to the right place. I think there are interesting stories in every subject, just waiting to be found and shared. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at a random subject and use it as a seed to do some research for one hour. And in that time, I'm going to do my best to find a story that both you and I can find enjoyable. So let's bring in the Wheel of Fortune style spinner and find out what today's subject will be. So, the town of Pousselien as previously mentioned, is located in the northwest of France, in the department, which is an administrative division within France, of Côte d'Armor, in the French region of Bretagne. With a population of around 488, it is nice and peaceful. I did a virtual walk around Plusliane, and it was a beautiful little town somewhere I'd like to visit. If I was to try and paint a picture for you, very quaint little town, grey stone brick buildings, some of like beige frontings on many of the homes, village greens, local church, cafes for people to enjoy as well. Not very busy, so it's got one main road down the centre. But each individual house looks cared for, like it has a homely appeal to it. And maybe it's just from the day that the Google van went and took photos of the town for Google Maps, but it looked very enjoyable, somewhere nice to walk down. Weirdly, it was one of those places that if you were to do a road trip down through France, it would be a place that you could quite easily just pass through, pass by without giving it a second thought. But on the other hand, If you are looking to escape the hustle and bustle of city life or the chaotic schedules that we often find ourselves living within, then staying there for a little while could be the peace and quiet that maybe we all need occasionally. It was interesting, when I was trying to research for this subject, Plusselien is such a small place that there really wasn't very much to talk about. When I was looking for photos of the town, of landmarks or anything like that, it was giving me pictures of churches and things to see in the nearby location, not actually in the town. So I was going to talk about a beautiful church that had lovely painted interior of kind of murals and thing. But then when I did more research, that was in the town over. So in terms of Plusselien, there wasn't much of a story to gather, but as a place to maybe visit. If you wanted a bit of peace and quiet, it may be right up your alley. When I felt like there was no story to be found, something did pop its head up in the research, which I thought was very interesting. There was a particular site near the town of Plusliem, which stood out and reminded me of the amazing human journey we as a species have been on. What would a Toasted Tale podcast, of course, be without a little bit of history as well? I know I sometimes go into history a lot. It's one of my passions. 
And for those who don't like history and think it's a bit history heavy sometimes, then I apologise. But there is a place near Poussiem called Quelfenique, which in 1964 was discovered by French historian Charles Tangoularou. And he discovered a historical porthole, metaphorically so, which allows us to look at the lives of our ancient ancestors. In Quelfenic, an ancient dolerite mine and factory was discovered, used for the manufacture of polished stone tools. This area exploited the dolerite quarries nearby, and between the years of 3500 BC and 1800 BC, tools such as axes and other instruments were mined from the rock and created, manufactured into tools that could be used by our ancestors to progress, survive and thrive. Now of course it's not like a traditional factory, but it is predicted that this area produced 5,000 axes every year from this site. And for a time where rock tools were the norm and we hadn't even learnt how to make metal tools at this time, 5,000 years is a crazy number. And we know these have been traded and moved around because we find examples of tools with this sort of stone on all over western and northern France, including they've been found in Belgium and also some in the United Kingdom. And you can imagine someone giving you the numbers like, ah, look at this prehistoric factory we got, we've got 5,000 a year that we're making here, and it's going to be running for around 1,700 years. In my mind, it's difficult for me to get my head around the fact that people were working in this mine and in this area for that long. Just for our reference, that time difference is the same as us going back to when the Western Roman Empire was still going strong, when Emperor Diocletian was beginning a policy of persecution of the Christians and started raising churches, thinking this heretical sect was getting a little bit too big for its boots. Need to push them down a bit, they're going to start rocking the apple cart. Causing a few problems here and there. Gotta, gotta nip that in the bud. And so just imagine from way back then till now, we'll do one job where we'll make axes and we'll make tools. I just find it fascinating that families and communities would be working in one place doing one thing for so long. But maybe that is a bit unfair, me seeing that through my modern lens where the pace of industry moves so quickly and people in their lifetimes will have many jobs, many titles and will change careers multiple times. But for nearly 2,000 years you'd have people making what we would now consider quite primitive tools. But tools nonetheless that at the time were amazingly useful. They were the cutting edge of technology for the age. Now history, and for that matter most things in life, have 
many underlying components that sometimes get lost to those who don't really look into subjects quite a lot. I like to use the analogy that glancing at subjects offhand can sometimes be like looking over a calm ocean where it may look peaceful and simple and you can kind of see all the facts and figures need to be seen but then underneath there's currents and moving bits of water that you can't see that create the whole body of the subject of the water but you're unable to notice unless you really dive deep and one of the things that like a little worm kind of working itself into my brain while I was doing this research was that the Dolorite as a resource would have been like the oil of today or the iron in the Iron Age. It would have been really important for those groups of people who had access to Dolorite, which is great for making tools because it's got a certain hardness, you can really make it into a fine point. It's not brittle like some other rocks, you can kind of you can hone it down and work it into tools. Those that have that can cut down trees for fire, clear those trees to plant seeds, to feed their families for farmland, can create weapons of war to defend themselves. Those who had this resource were a stark advantage to those who didn't. Those who didn't would have to find things to trade, and so they would have to give something away to have these resources. And it just makes me think about these forgotten parts of the world that people would have, at the time, sought and really prized they would have needed what these mines and factories provided. These axes, they were the super weapon of the time. If you could arm all of your, your kind of gathering of people, your tribe with a hold of axes, you're a much better advantage than those who don't have them. And it's difficult to look back that far and really put a, a score onto how useful the Dodoite mines of Clusillian were, but you have to assume that a resource that was in demand, that provided a service, would have changed the people, the history, and the outcomes of the lives of the people who live nearby. And I think that is, when you think about it, fascinating. And it was around 2000 BC, where the techniques for metalworking were becoming more advanced, and therefore more popular. And so there would have been around 200 years of declining production of dolerite tools in this particular location. That's what the archeologists and historians believe. And with any declining in industry, you can imagine that would have had a big effect. And I like to imagine a bunch of older dolerite miners and tool makers seeing the young men and women of the family or tribe bringing these fancy shiny new metal tools into their into their midst and going 
God, that'll never catch on. This new technology, God, I, I trust in the old traditional Dwellerite axe. I don't need anything else. I'll die with this axe by my bed. I don't need any of this fancy iron or copper axes. No sorry. Never will I see this mine die. But over 200 years, the mines and production of this area decreased to a point where they were overtaken by newer, better technologies. And I find that really interesting, again, because nowadays technology moves so quickly that if you get one mobile phone one year, by the end of the sales cycle or within a few months even, there'll probably be a new flagship phone that will come out trying to garner your eyes and get the money from you, asking you to, to pay for. And so I wonder, with the understanding that sometimes new technologies leave people behind, maybe people who are older and maybe didn't grow up on that technology's inception, how it would have been to introduce the older generation to these new technologies. Personally, I've had to demo new apps on phones and how to use certain technologies to grandparents and older work colleagues, for example. And they were willing, they wanted to learn. Sometimes people just don't want to know about these new technologies. Like, oh no, it's fine, I, I've survived long enough with what I've got, it's okay. And I wonder whether young people over 2,000 years ago would have had the struggle. Maybe some people going, oh yeah, tell me about, tell me about this new, new technology. Oh, well, it's, you know, you can get it sharper, it's, look at the shine, it's lovely and shiny, it lasts longer, you can get it thinner. Ooh, amazing, all the specs. And I wonder if there are other people who are like, oh no, I don't need, I don't need to know that, that's fine. I've got this funny image in my mind of a family, of the the youngster coming in with the new technology and the father standing up at the dinner table going, this is a Dollarite family, son. How dare you bring in that iron axe? I kind of forget that that was a game changer. And that is human innovation. Time moved a lot slower back then. And these are our ancestors. These are people. You can go back that far and you can almost guarantee that the people that were making those, that were in this quarry making these axes were were related to to many of us listening to to this podcast and if they hadn't done that they would not have succeeded and without these tools that now we don't even think of we may not have got to where we are today i think it's just fascinating now, on one hand you can just see it's like an old archaeological site a quarry but the way I like to see that is that is a, a window into our past. a Almost a prototype to an industrial revolution. A point in time where one technology over hundreds and hundreds of years was being phased out and moving into a new one. One that would then change how we lived again. Bringing us closer to the modern age. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for another toasted tale round the fireside. When I got Plusley in for today's subject, 
I was a bit worried, I'm not gonna lie, that we weren't gonna be able to find an interesting story. But we got there in the end, and I'm so happy about stumbling upon the nearby mine, because that kind of led to something cool. If you like today's podcast, then next time you're around your own fireside, it would mean a lot to me if you were to put some positive smoke signals out and let everyone know what you thought. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, then I'll be back here every Tuesday and Thursday for another toasted tale around the fireside. As always, it would be great to see you then.